and gentlemen, and welcome back to another Thriller Coin Talk. My name is Car Car Gonzalez. Today is March 4th, 2019. So, did you hear it? Yeah, the news. The biggest news in crypto this week. Starbucks, Bitcoin, it's happening. So before we get into that, let's just kind of do a recap real quick so everybody gets caught up to speed, you know? So Backed, as you know, is a digital assets platform created by ICE. And the Atlanta-based operator runs 23 major international exchanges, including the New York Stock Exchange, which is by far the world's largest exchange, trading nearly 1.5 billion shares a day. Now, it was announced last year, August 3rd, when ICE revealed its plans to create a platform that enables consumers and institutions to buy, sell, store, and spend digital assets on a seamless global network. Essentially, the company intends to form a federally regulated market for Bitcoin with a focus on institutional investment. And we know Kelly Loeffler, ICE's head of digital assets, who is also CEO of Bact. And she said verbatim, this was last year, but she said Bact is designed to serve as a scalable on-ramp for institutional, merchant, and consumer participation in digital assets by promoting greater efficiency, security, and utility. We are collaborating to build an open platform that helps unlock the transformative potential of digital assets across global markets and commerce. And of course, at that time, they announced that their investment partners would be Microsoft, Starbucks. So that was supposed to happen in December. We were supposed to get a rollout for back, but it never happened. So they pushed it back to the end of January. Well, that got pushed back again. But we know... As of now, that back plans the debut of physical BTC futures contracts. And we know also that on top of the futures contracts, there is going to be a strict AML and KYC policy that are essential for the CFTC's approval. Back allegedly bolsters a robust storage system and a qualified warehouse is the difference between institutional investors getting in or staying out. So one of the most recent pieces of news happening about a month ago is from Cointelegraph, and they reported that as far as the technical part of the operation, Bact is reportedly based on Microsoft Azure Cloud Computing Service, which works through Microsoft's controlled data centers and hence is centralized. Nonetheless, it is to deal with BTC's notorious scalability issue. Bact will reportedly use a technology akin to the Lightning Network, quotes, that largely operates outside of blockchain. Now, the final piece of this is retail payments. And this is what was speculated on before, but it wasn't till today that uh, Isabel Woodford of The Block reported that there's a high value from having a brand at this level, a payment expert close to the deal told The Block, especially for relatively new names like Bact who benefit from the coffee heavyweight support. In return, the coffee chain has secured a mutually beneficial agreement and a generous equity deal. The percentage of back shares granted to Starbucks is confidential, but sources suggest it is disproportionately high given they did not actually make a cash investment. There's also likely to be mutual marketing perks as well. This makes sense given that a large proportion of Starbucks upfront investment in back has come from their marketing budget. Other sources noted that perhaps at the very least we can expect back to install a branded latte dispenser in every boardroom. In return, Starbucks has agreed to allow coffee lovers to pay in-store using back software, 
which will instantly transfer their crypto into fiat. Although Starbucks' final books will remain clear of digital assets, it's a serious testament to their faith in backed marking Starbucks four-way into the crypto world. Now, we know how serious Charles Schultz is about mobile payments. And in the past, he has actually worked with Square. And he has had a friend of me in Apple as well, too. But nonetheless, he is bullish on mobile payments. Take a listen as he talks about his frenemies in the mobile payments business. We are the leading purveyor of mobile transactions now in the world. process some 7 million mobile payments a week. Yes. You have talked about wanting to expand uh, mobile reach. Are you going to buy a PayPal? Are you going to spin off a separate mobile payments company? Because you have more data on people than almost any company in the world. We have an idea and we have a business proposition looking forward. What is that? Of trying to understand how we could leverage the loyalty program of Starbucks, which is built into the mobile payment system, which internally we call stars as currency, and figuring out a way in which potentially the stars as currency can be available in other retailers outside of Starbucks. Are you talking about a, a direct competitor to an Apple Pay or a PayPal? You are, you uh, are right? I, uh, I wouldn't say direct competitor. I, I think that uh, I would rather say it this way. I think that these kinds of business relationships end up being frenemies as opposed to enemies. What does that mean? That means that the ecosystem of what I'm talking about probably will involve partners. Does that mean you and Tim Cook are having dinner and working at an Apple Pay stars as currency deal? I, I didn't say that. Uh, no, I, I, I think that, that the, the world is changing so fast that companies need to be very open-minded, more so than ever before, about the complementary assets they have in order to make something like this work. But clearly, Starbucks is sitting in a very unique position and in the middle of lots of these conversations. So would it make sense for you to buy an existing payments company or no? Like a, like a PayPal or is this uh, organic? I, well, since we're a public company, uh, I, I'm, I'm not about to announced with you right now that we're about to buy a payments company. So I, I don't think that's in our near future, no. Yeah, and that was three years ago. He is no longer, of course, the CEO of Starbucks. He has since moved on. But it is interesting how he wanted to incorporate stars as a currency, even back then. Now, we do know that in the past, CNBC has covered this whole ordeal in regards to partnership between Microsoft, Starbucks, and Bact. And at the time, Maria Smith, vice president of partnerships and payments for Starbucks, said in a statement that as the flagship retailer, Starbucks, we play a pivotal role in developing practical, trusted, and regulated applications for consumers to convert their digital assets into U.S. dollars for use at Starbucks. As a leader in mobile payments to our more than 15 million, as of now, Starbucks Rewards members, Starbucks is committed to innovation for expanding payment options for our customers, which leads us to assume Bitcoin being added as a payment option for customers. Sounds like a win, baby. <laughs> Sounds like a beautiful win. Yeah, this is really great news for the crypto space. 
big hats off to Mike Dudas and Isabel Woodford for bringing us this news today. Very great reporting. With that, let's get into coin talk. That's right, we got a lot to cover. Let's do it. It is time. Only crypto, coins, trades, predictions ahead. It is what you spend all day wondering, isn't it? This crypto dream. Only on coin talk. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Coin Talk. But before we jump into that, we got a couple things we want to cover real quick. First off, I just want to say it's been a beautiful weekend. I uh, had so much fun, you know, talking to Charles, covering Thriller News, doing all that stuff. The only bad thing that came out of all that is our hosting platform, Simplecast, just really crapped on the bed today. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it really delayed a lot of our podcasts over the weekend or else they would have been on time. I do apologize to all my listeners for that. I know you guys expect a certain time for these podcasts and I'm pretty, gosh, I would say I'm pretty on target every single time. And that's one thing <laughs> I really, that really grinds my gears <laughs> is uh, being late to things and, and uh, not delivering on time. So I do apologize to all of my listeners out there that are uh, expecting a podcast at a certain time and it doesn't show up. So yeah, do apologize about that. But it was out of my control. If you were following me on Twitter <laughs> this weekend, you saw me complain multiple times <laughs> to Simplecast. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm one of the few people that believes that when you pay somebody for a service, you should get that service. And if uh, you don't get that service, you should get customer service. But when you don't get customer service and you pay for a service, uh, it makes things very frustrating, unfortunately. Either way, I digress. But I will say, though, um, yeah, thank you for everybody for being super supportive in that whole deal. And thank you for uh, being very patient as well, too. Um, as for now, we'll stay with them. But I think uh, once we hit our the end of the se- uh, second season, I think we're going to probably look to do it independently. And mean that meaning I'll probably just host it, you know, hopefully by then see ya. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe host it on the blockchain or something. We need to figure out uh, something that keeps us, uh, you know, a little bit more decentralized, as a, you know, as opposed to being centralized when it comes to our podcasting stuff. I quickly realized how fast, like uh, not being able to upload how fast your the show that you love to create can get pulled and can get stopped um, from being able to to release it to to everybody. It's crazy, and I don't like being at that at that spot. So I think definitely at the end of the season we're going to look to to look to in, incorporate blockchain of some sort of, of like maybe decentralization um, hosting. Hopefully by then there will be something like that. We'll see. Uh, I will say, though, also coming up next week or actually coming up this Friday is South By. This is our South By coverage. We're going to have it Friday, Saturday and when the, all the weeks <laughs> pretty much coming from this Friday, the 8th to the 17th. And it's going to be nothing but South By content. And of course, we're covering crypto, blockchain, conference, all that stuff, parties, live streams, everything there. Um, my calendar is filled up at this point. Uh, so I don't think I can attend any more events. But I will say, though, that if uh, if anybody wants to go to the second annual Bitcoin event, make sure to check it out. It's on Monday at, at South by Southwest. Um, and it's going to be awesome. It's going to be March 11th at 630 p.m. Uh, I'm going to be there. Pretty much all of uh, crypto Austin's going to be there. And uh, it's going to be a, a blast. And apparently I'm doing a uh, moderating for a panel there. 
So that's going to be cool. Hopefully that goes through. And and it's just any way to help out, honestly. Um, this is a free event that uh, D Blitz has put together for the entire space. And hopefully next year he has a full conference, and that's going to be cool, cool as hell. So, yeah, really looking forward to being a part of that and uh, covering it and reporting it back to you guys. Hopefully I can live stream. Hopefully they let me live stream the event. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's going to be cool. That's going to be Monday, uh, next Monday, actually, at 6.30 p.m. is when it starts. And it's going to go on until 2 a.m. So, um, yeah, get your tickets now. If you haven't, it's free. It doesn't cost anything. And um, there's going to be $2 or $5 if you do it late. But, yeah, by all means, check it out. Get to Austin and attend that event. It's going to be worth it. Okay. With that, let's get into our disclaimer. That's right. we got a player disclaimer at this point. I mean, there's so much going on in this space right now. It's looking upside down, and I want to speculate, but I can't do that without rolling disclaimer. So... Let's roll the disclaimer. Remember, Thriller Podcast does not give financial advice. He cannot tell the future, even if he thinks he can. He is just some dude trying to save the world one Satoshi at a time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from around the world, gather around. It's a good old car. It's going to talk about crypto. <laughs> and we're going to speculate the crap out of it right now. So put on your, your helmet that says uh, speculation only, and uh, we'll forge ahead. So right now, current market cap is $126 billion. And right now, Bitcoin is looking at $37.59, down 2% as well. Looks like Ethereum is at 127, down another 2% today, and XRP is at 30 cents. We got EOS at $3.28, and rounding out the top five, we have Litecoin at $46, down 3% today. So it looks like um, Litecoin is not even budging at this point. I'm kind of, kind of, kind of sad about that. I was really hoping to see Litecoin go down, but uh, we had some strong hands out there, and they're making sure that it's not going to fall below 40 at this point. I might have to buy in <laughs> at 45 again. It's a bummer, but yeah. No, so I will say Bitcoin and the whole Starbucks thing, like when I saw the news today, I was just amazed, right? Like we knew this was going to happen. We had talk- talked about it previous podcasts. We had talked about it in our Telegram. We had high hopes, but it's it's different when somebody actually goes out there and does some really investigative <laughs> <laughs> reporting, unlike me, <laughs> they actually go out there and do the work. So hats off again to the block for for putting this together and and actually getting sources to to cite because um, this just shows that Starbucks is just as bullish about Bitcoin as everybody else in this space right now. And I started thinking about this. I was like, gosh, right now what we're seeing is a race um, with just mobile payments and. On one hand, you have Apple Pay, right? And that's, you know, legacy systems, of course, but a little bit different, a little bit updated. We have the stupid little chip cards that make no sense anymore. I don't realize, I don't, I don't understand why we use these things. They, they're dumb, they take too long, and they're annoying, right? And then, of course, we have Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, and everything else like that. And um, when you see Bitcoin and cryptocurrency merge into these mobile wallets, um, that's going to be a beautiful thing. <laughs> it really is because a vast majority of us in this space currently have cryptocurrency 
well, if somebody like Starbucks gets in there and um, not, it doesn't have to be like, how do you say this? It doesn't have to be like forced on people that go to Starbucks. It could be suggestive. And sometimes being suggestive uh, in, in its uh, marketing is something that is all that's needed. For example, let me give you an example real quick. We have time for an example. Do we have time? Yeah, we have time for an example. A long time ago, there was uh, something called Netflix. And, and for the vast majority of the time, we had um, Netflix just be a, a CD, DVD delivery system. And once upon a time, there was something called DivX. And DivX was a codec that you could take these DVDs and shrink them down from, you know, seven or eight gigs down to 645 megabytes, which allowed back then people to distribute movies over BitTorrent or peer-to-peer applications. Now, at the time, Netflix, being the opportunist company that it was, saw this and saw that people were, were not only creating this this content illegally, uh, also getting in trouble for it too. But uh, what they decided to do was create their own streaming platform. And they were the first of its kind. And quickly after that, you started seeing multiple pop-ups. The next came up Hulu. They became a streaming platform. And then after that came the legacy dinosaurs. Like Blockbuster tried to do a secret streaming platform as well too. They failed. Um, but what I'm trying to say is what we're seeing is very similar to that. This Bitcoin going inside of a mobile payments platform like Starbucks, you're going to start seeing kind of like an arms race to implement Bitcoin into everything. Now, it's going to be entirely different than Apple Pay right now. And the reason I say that is Apple Pay had the biggest issue was finding uh, different uh, POS systems that had NFC built in and then getting that establishment or retail space to upgrade those systems. They didn't want to. It cost them more money and there was no incentive for them to do so. Now comes Bitcoin and mobile payments. And one of the great things about Bitcoin rolling out now is Apple Pay kind of laid down the railroad track. A lot of this stuff that's Microsoft Azure, it's cloud infrastructure, and then you have a back building out the whole AML and KYC part of Bitcoin for institutional investors who want to, you know, bet on Bitcoin long term, but also make some money by staking their Bitcoin you know, with backed. Who knows if that's going to be a thing, but maybe, who knows, right? Speculation, of course. But I will say, though, everything's been built out for Bitcoin at this point. The only thing that we need to do now is kind of sit back and watch it happen. And I know this doesn't seem like a possibility right now because we're looking at a $3,700 Bitcoin price. But trust me, when people make the switch from Bitcoin to Satoshi's, then you're going to see everything run. And you're kind of starting to seeing it now. You're seeing different tipping bots come out, tipping Satoshis. You're seeing people use the hashtag sats. You're seeing Jack Dorsey start tipping Satoshis as well too, implementing Satoshis, building out their own lightning nodes, stuff like that. And once we all stop thinking about owning a full Bitcoin and start thinking about owning Satoshis, the price is going to go up. Just imagine. Let's, let's, let's just imagine this for a second. Now, imagine you go into a Starbucks and you're like, okay, sir, what do you want? And you're like, uh, give me a lemonade iced tea. And you're like, cool. All right. Lemonade iced tea. How would you like to pay? Eh, I'll, I'll pay with Bitcoin. They're like, okay, it's going to be 300 Satoshis. You're going to be like, wait, 300 Satoshis? 
because you're automatically going to think, oh, crap, that's right. It's Satoshi's. You're going to know that you don't have a Bitcoin, but you have Satoshi's. You probably have 20,000, 20 million, whatever eight decimal, decimal place that, that you sit in is the amount of Satoshi's that you have. Now, you could probably say, hey, Carr, I don't think that's ever going to be a possibility. I'll, I'll say you're wrong. <laughs> I'll say you're wrong 100 percent. It is totally going to be a possibility. The fact remains there is not enough Bitcoin in the entire world for every single person, but there is enough Satoshi's for every single person. And when you trade with Satoshi's, Gosh, it's going to be a beautiful thing. Currently, right now, I think you can get 27,000 Satoshis for a dollar. Yeah, I know. It's a really good deal, right? Because that Starbucks lemonade just costs you 300. You're sitting pretty at 27,000 for one dollar. Now, I know this doesn't make any sense to you right now. You're like, car, I just don't see it. We're too far away. And I agree, we probably are too far away. Probably are too far away before we start thinking of Satoshis. But I will say, the sooner your mind can switch to Satoshi's, the better off you'll be. Because if you're thinking this long term and this being an actual cryptocurrency for the future and, of course, Starbucks implementing it and, of course, other places implementing it, hopefully, well, sky's the limit. And if sky's the limit, that value of each Satoshi is going to go up in price. And maybe one day you look at a dollar and it's like 10 Satoshi's. You're going to be kicking yourself because you knew in 2019 you could have bought 27,000 of them for a dollar. Just saying. Okay, that's all I got for the main topic. There won't be a podcast for the rest of the week until Friday when we're back on for South By. If you guys want to reach me, hit me up on Telegram. And don't forget, we're doing our giveaway that Monday. So next Monday, we're doing a giveaway for our patrons. So if you're a patron, you're going to be in the mix to receive a Ledger Nano X. That's right. We're going to ship it out that Monday, right from ledger.com. We'll live stream the whole thing. So with that, let's get on to the end of the show.
right, ladies and gentlemen, another Thriller Coin Talk. It's Dunsies. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you. Hit that subscribe button. Hit a five-star review. Leave me a comment. Tell me why you like Thriller Crypto. I would appreciate it. Also, don't forget Friday, South by Southwest. We're going to have like 18, 15 episodes, something like that. Check out our Patreon if you want. If you want to get it faster. And check out the Bitcoin HODL event. I'll be there. But like I always say, buy Bitcoin, save the world. And remember, one Satoshi at a time. This is the end of the show. You have been listening to Thriller Podcast with R. Gonzalez. Remember, Thriller Podcast is not financial advice. Everything Carr says likely won't come true. It is up to you. Now go, do your own research. Listen to other dudes that start their name with crypto, and not Carr. And remember, buy Bitcoin and save the world. One Satoshi at a time.